0: Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another
1: big week. Join us right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulligan.
0: (sighs) You get on my (laughs) nerves. I'm Mark Whitman.
1: I think everybody's on your nerves today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark came in, guns
0: laser this morning.
1: <laughs> it's always great to see. You know, Excuse me. Excuse Mark me. and Mark and I. We tried to not bring our professional lives into this. <laughs> Hobby <laughs> that we've got.
0: That's right. But sometimes those right. lines cross, yeah. and that's okay. Every night, man. Every night. We
1: try not to bring our relationship issues, our work issues. <laughs> We just try to come in here and talk about wrestling That's right, and get yeah. away from everybody. Correct. Matter of fact sometimes they won't let you get away from them, though. I <laughs> no? feel like I'm a little hot. Am I, well, is I the do. microphone well, too loose? You were turned too low and then I turned you too high. And
0: I think I moved the microphone as you were turning it up and that kinda
1: You're good. Well I'm gonna okay. turn your headphones down. So this is why you listen to this
0: show. So I apologize to everybody. I told Heath right before we started I did some spring cleaning around the house yesterday and kicked up a little dust and <laughs> So my nose is a little runny this morning.
1: Do you know what?
0: I think they've been hearing me cough and <laughs> clear my throat for, for years. It's probably not going to be a part of the show than it be. Right. Go, Something must be wrong with Mark this week. He didn't have that smoker's cough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of cleaning the other night because, uh, and I saved this story for the show. So I get home the other night and Malena's like, Hey, Gamma came over to take me to urgent care. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? So, Milena had not been feeling well. She goes to urgent care. Thankfully, it's just allergies, but she was feeling rough for like a week. They like, get back. My mom's got to go to the bathroom, so she goes in, and Milena's is going to take her car to go get her prescription. So, my mom stays at the house, and I'm mortified. Because our house is a disaster area. Like, because we never really fully moved in. We got stuff everywhere. It's just not something you want your mama to see. Right. Then my mom decides not going to go out the front door where the steps have a rail, going to go out the back door well, uh-huh. where there's a deck and no railing. Uh-huh. She falls. Oh, no. Tries to call Melena, can't get Melena. Tries to call my dad, can't get my dad. Tries to call Drake, who's inside the house but asleep, can't get Drake. Ends up calling the fire department, oh, no. and uh, <laughs> and then somebody said, "Well, what happened?" I'm like, "I don't know." That's the end. that was the end of the story that I got. I don't know what happened after that. My mom got up. I don't know if the fire department came she or probably not.
0: Probably cussed him out and told him it was too slow getting there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, she probably said, "Oh, I'm Drake Mulligan's grandmother, and Heath is my son, and he is the pastor." Oh, no doubt.
0: Do you, and then ask him if they knew Jesus, as their <laughs> Lord. And Savior. Have y'all been saved? <laughs> if you had, if you hadn't, you were to come on down and join us at Corinth Baptist Le- Church, Leviton, Leviton Baptist Church. That's
1: where I was at this morning, speaking at their uh, men's prayer. Anyway, uh, I just thought you'd like that, you know. So, so the next day, I was like clean the house, and yeah. Cleanish,
0: clean by your standards. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, every I don't day. Judge, I don't every know. day, I tell myself, "Man, this place would be a lot cleaner when my kids move out, and it's all my stuff that's everywhere." Yeah, right. that's right. I'm like, Ugh. I'm the problem. It's me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So you're a hoarder. You know.
1: I know you remind me of that weekly of that weekly. Mm-hmm. I did find the WrestleMania three cards there. Uh, I got to get cases. I got to get uh, holders for all those. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I reached out in the market the other day, and it was announced, I believe, on Wednesday by Ric Flair. And there was a lot of speculation he was going to announce Batista going into the Hall of Fame. But I was surprised, shocked even, that he announced the great Muda will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Thoughts yep. on that?
0: I mean, I don't think he ever competed for the WWE. <laughs> <that right>? uh, <laughs> he but, The
1: Vern Gagne wing of the WWE well, Hall of yeah, Fame.
0: but, however, he is, uh, I mean, they're the gatekeepers of all wrestling history. So, yeah, if you got a Hall of Fame that is not in, it's not a real Hall of Fame. He's one of my favorites of yeah. all
1: time. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean obviously I can't say I've seen all of his matches but I've seen most of them. Right. Uh, especially a lot of the stuff from recently I have missed but like all the prime years Muda and Muto uh, whether he whatever his alter ego was yeah most of those I've seen.
1: I know we've talked about him and I'm
0: excited cuz that means we're probably going to get a Muda figure which is
1: oh my so word. Uh,
0: hopefully they're going to Usually when they put people in the Hall of Fame they sign them to some to that you get that Legends deal, so they start. Wow, they start making figures.
1: This feels like people, you know, have been trying to claim that Vince is taken back over, but this feels like a Triple H move.
0: How would I know?
1: I mean, who? Have your sources?
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, who?
1: What have your sources told you?
0: <laughs> the- I mean it, that everybody keeps saying this is events, and this if he think he doesn't still own that company, you think he's still not involved in the in the day to day running of that business? Come on,
1: man. I mean, do we really think the man went from working a hundred hours a week to like kicking it on the beach somewhere, yeah,
0: yeah, he's not sitting around you know he didn't go buy a PlayStation Five. <laughs> You know, <laughs> come on, pal, you know, I'm locked on. Come on, yeah, come on. Playing him and John <laughs> Cena. are not playing call of duty all night. Uh,
1: that would be. A, I don't know, I'd love to see that
0: playing Fortnite, <laughs> Vince McMahon, and all the who else is it? Rick Ric Flair? Coker, can you imagine? Of... Can
1: you imagine you're you're like this fourteen year old kid in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're yeah. like, oh, that guy, like, this Vinnie Mack guy, he's really good, <laughs> he's really good." And then you find out it's like an old man. <laughs> uh, I, um, I remember when Muda. 88, 89, came to America, and I was actually talking to a dude yesterday, and we were talking about how scared we were of the great Kabuki. Yeah. Kabuki was just an intimidating...
0: Kabuki. Kabuki. Are you an assassin? <laughs>
1: um, And they, at first, you know, they kind of portrayed the great Muta mm-hmm. as Kabuki's son. They... Similar wardrobe, face paint. What uh, I'm trying I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question of you. What do you think, other than Muda being a premier level wrestler? Um, at that point, I believe W. This was this is after Crockett. Has Crockett already sold to Turner at this time? Yeah, it
0: was like in that in that transitional period. It was during that time. Um. Because he was feuding with uh, with Sting while Flair was feuding with Steamboat, right? And then those feuds kind of started crossing over with all that, so it would have been right in that transitional time, right? I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. WCW was it was not it was Turner owned at this point, right?
1: Right. I guess I guess what what do you think the to my knowledge this was like the first the first real Japanese star of that, of when I was watching that yeah, they yeah, had brought when, in.
0: When we were watching, yeah, that had come in out. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to come to America and, 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 not, and be featured as an Amer- as an act on TV, not that was just a special guy attraction. Stopping right. in, Yeah. Right. One or two things like, like tiger mask had done in the WWE. Um, You know, the the one thing that I always remember about Muda was that originally I thought that it was called the Moonsaw. Oh. Not a Moonsaw. I thought they were saying Moonsaw. I remember that. And I just thought that was a cool – the Moonsaw. I still think (laughs) that Moonsaw is a greater name for that move than Moonsaw. Oh, 100%. Moonsaw is an incredible – but, yeah, I think he was – it was the perfect guy at the perfect time because mm. you, you had Sting, and then he had that the incredible. We had not been exposed to Gary Hart, right? In this you know at that age in this territories or where he had been before. You kinda
1: right. <laughs> Sorry for those uh, technical difficulties, there, fans. We are back, and uh, we were talking about the great mood. And Mark was going through some of the matches you need to watch, and I think you had just you were talking about the match with Vader. Uh, it was handheld. Who do you remember? Who went over in that match?
0: I don't. I mean, I think Muda did because it was one of the original um, that big tournament. What's the name of that tournament they do in every year? The G One Climax. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the final, and that one of the one of the first years they they did it, or before it got to where it was was what it is now. Right. So it wasn't even being recorded. Now it may have been. Recorded, and that's just you have to get New Japan World to see it or something. It may be on tape, but right, but this one was not. So I'm pretty sure Muda went over.
1: Interesting, uh,
0: and I, then you know, he had the team with, with Hase Hiroshi, Hase, we were talking about, they they were a tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they faced the Steiners, they faced uh, probably I can't remember, but I'm thinking they they faced Bam Bam Bigelow and, and Big Van Vader. Um, I'm thinking that i that I've say It's been a while I mean I You know
1: The thing that I remember About Muda In America And even in Japan He was so Unique Even yes. Even when you put him up Against other Japanese wrestlers uh-huh. Uh-huh. So unique In how he moved uh-huh. His mannerisms He was so Deliberate yeah. With things, and then his moon salt or his moon was <laughs> I still like think
0: that's a better name. <laughs> there was a
1: snap to it; like it yes. wasn't like a, uh-huh. it was just like it was almost like I'm trying to put you through the mat.
0: Yes, yeah, he he f- almost flattened his body out when he when he when he did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very well said. I couldn't have said it better. He had a snap.
1: And I stole that from you. And
0: he did that that uh, that snap. Uh, Elbow drop
1: that he did right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the one of the moment I was trying to think of. It, I was talking to a guy the other day, and I was trying to remember the um, the moment with him and Tajiri where they spit their yeah. mess together. That's pretty. Oh,
0: uh-huh. yeah, that was
1: awesome. That's not you. Do, do, <laughs> do you, you, remember, do you that? remember that? Was great. It was great. Who? Um, you mentioned the Muta face run against the heel Ric Flair. Who who are some people you wish you would have gotten to see Muda Wrestle?
0: Undertaker. Oh. Undertaker, uh. Bret Hart, mm. um Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Uh, just off the top of my head.
1: I saw they they were showing um this would have been early nineties, WCW, Moodle Wrestling, Steve Austin. Yeah. And what really—I don't think people remember how athletic Steve Austin was.
0: Yeah, when he—he didn't change his style till the deal with Owen Hart. Right. Up up until that point, he was—he was a very much a technical wrestler. Very, very, very athletic. Hit the ropes hard. Right. Um, Yeah, great. The first matches he had with Bret Hart were technically sound. I mean, yeah. they were tight. They were snug matches. He didn't change his style till after the match with Owen Hart.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's when he really started with the walking brawl, stomping, kicking, punching. Right. You know, that's when he changed.
1: Um, Any any modern <coughs> wrestlers? <coughs> I mean, you mean, you mentioned some from kind of our generation. Any current wrestlers you think, man, he could have a great...
0: Brian Danielson. Oh.
1: Um, mm.
0: The new kid from in AEW, Takasha, Takashka. Okay. I uh, would like to would like to have seen that. Um,
1: Kurt Angle.
0: Yeah, but Kurt Angle. He, I, I said Kurt
1: Angle. He, Did you? Okay, yeah, I'm Kurt so Angle. sorry. So sorry. Yeah, don't let it happen again. I won't. I He's won't. retired. <laughs> uh, um, oh, that's right. Um,
0: uh, Kevin Owens probably be good. have a good match with Kevin Owens.
1: What about Omega? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, Kenny Omega.
1: Did Muda, did he and uh, Okada ever cross paths?
0: You know, I would have to look that up. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Tadahashi. Yeah. And Muda would be good.
1: Um, Who would you not, well, maybe this is an easier list. Who would you not want to see Muda have a match with?
0: Nobody. I mean, I would I would love to see Muda have a match with anybody, to be
1: honest with you. Right. Because like,
0: he is one of my favorite wrestlers. Because even, even
1: if it was a wrestler you didn't like or care for, you'd like, oh, man, Muda just beat the crap yeah, out I of him. Yeah, I still
0: kind of want to see how that goes. You know, I'd, I'd yeah. love to see a, a Muda and, and John Moxley match just to see how that would go down.
1: Oh, like, yeah. Uh,
0: Muda and CM Punk or, or oh. Muda and Hangman Page. I mean, anybody, I think. Yeah. Muda Muda and and Sting or Muda and Hase against the Young Bucks. Or honestly um Muda and Sting against the Hardys or wow. or against uh the Dudleys. Either one of those teams. Muda and Sting or Muda and Hase, either, either one against yeah. against the Hardys or the Dudleys.
1: Yeah, he did. He ever win the WCW World Title?
0: He did. He was uh, he was the NWA champion, uh, or he was one of the. You know, it was in that time when they kind of had the international title because right, he. Right. I think he lost it to Barry Windham, and Barry right. Windham lost it to Ric Flair. Okay, when Flair came back, so yeah, I think that was the way that went down. So yes, he did hold that belt, but not like when it was. Not like when it was the prominent WCW belt. It was that it was the the big gold belt, but it was like the international title or something right. at the time.
1: Uh, that those were strange. I, it was weird. I mean, and I know we talked about this before. Is like some of WCW's best stuff was in their worst times.
0: Yeah, that, like when people talk about all that terrible stuff, I'm thinking, yeah, but like during that era, you got the the Ric Flair Ricky Steamboat trilogy, mm-hmm. and then you got the incredible Ric Flair and Terry Funk matches. They had a couple of two incredible matches. Mm-hmm. You got the the Flair, I mean uh, the Sting and Muda matches, right? And then Starcade '89, which is a phenomenal show, right. With a great ending, and like a year later, all that was over with.
1: Yeah, well, all right, which is arcade eighty nine, smartness up. I'm
0: Yeah, that's uh, the flare and the main of that's when uh, Sting and Muda had the disputed finish.
1: Uh-huh. And then Is that when they did the kind of the tournament? All right,
0: all right, you told me to talk about it. Don't interrupt me.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And
0: then you had uh, the the main event was, was flare and funk. But it devolved into a brawl. Oh. to finish the show and most of the time you would go ah oh, what a crappy way to get out of a show uh-huh. to have this brawl break out." but it it turned into it was the it was the official joining together of flair and sting okay when they had the big brawl at the end between flair and funk and sting and buddha and they brawled across the whole arena Right. And Flair got the mist, and and he was already bleeding. Oh, right. I remember saying one time Flair looked like Christmas morning. Yeah. Because he was red and green all down his face, and he cuts this incredible promo to finish the show. And him and Sting joined forces. You know, they've yeah. been enemies, but now they have a common foe. And, and it was the it was the full-fledged Ric Flair babyface turn to finish that show out. It's an amazing show. Wow. It's an amazing show. It's, it's like – one hands down one of the best pay per views ever, and then like a year or two later, they were chanting, "We want Flair" because he was gone. Right? You know, he, he'd gone, and and um, it just wasn't the same. Muda was gone. I mean, Muda had right. been diminished. That's that. The, what you're talking about is the Iron Man. Um, I said Stark. I meant Great American Bash. Okay. in eighty nine. That's okay. where I see what you mean now. Right. So that's what yeah, so we went from Great American Bash eighty nine, which is so scratch me calling it Starcade, my right. bad. And you're right. Then Starcade just six months later is when they beat Muda in every match, when they had that round robin oh, turn right. and Muda was he was kinda done. Yeah. They and that was that began the the Ric Flair heel turn when the whole, when because Sting won the title shot that night. Right. Which led to the uh Sting smart up promo.
1: Smart up? Get, get out, out of, of this business. business. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right. So that's like one of my favorite. I just misspoke calling it Star Cake. Okay. I you threw me I'm, off. I'm, I'm I'm getting old, man. You know. it's okay. Don't misspeak every now and then.
1: That's right. Listen. <clears throat> that's why you do this podcast with me. That's right. I man. offer a lot of grace. You do. You do. Um
0: even when I tell you to shut up when you're trying to correct me.
1: <laughs> when I when I was correct to correct you, you were correct
0: in correcting me. But don't ever do it again. I will not. Don't do that. In I would dare. No, you pull me to the side and do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so I was I was thinking about this, and um, because because I, I want to talk about this with Flair, um, because because again, this whole trilogy with Steamboat was part of that Muda thing, uh-huh. and this should probably be another episode. But I just kind of want to keep going. And you yes. also
0: had a steamboat Muda match during that during that era too. There was a really good Ricky Steamboat great Muda match.
1: I just I need I to don't go,
0: remember what show it was on, but I do know that they
1: I need to just go back and watch that whole That's deal. worth it. If you start just watch the whole eighty nine. If you start damn.
0: with the the first Flair steamboat match and just kinda watch those pay per views and Clash of the Champions yeah. in order and you'll see some of the best shows.
1: I remember When Steamboat came back, it was Eddie Gilbert. It was Eddie Gilbert. I got my tag team, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. to think that they used Eddie Gilbert for that, yeah, yeah. Um, But what I wanted to ask you is, really, we had never seen Flair Chase, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember. Man, and I'm thinking through his whole like through his whole career that I followed. The the you know, he loses the title to Steamboat. They have the prominent rematch. I believe that was two out of three falls. I don't remember another time Flair losing as a challenger in such a prominent match. Huh. Like I've been racking my brain um I'm talking about when he was in his prime. In His
0: prime, okay, yeah.
1: I'm talking about you know, you know, eighty-five to ninety-two, a time where he was where he had been champ, lost it, and then and then was
0: chasing and didn't succeed.
1: Right, right. Not the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because because for the you know eighty-three to to eighty-three to eighty-nine, you know, he'd lose it, and and they would do obviously house shows where. Like when Dusty would win, uh, I always thought this was funny as a kid, you know. Dusty could never beat Flair, and then he beat him in Greensboro in 86. And then you read the results, it's like, man, Dusty beat Ric Flair like four times in a row. What in the world? Like, (laughs) what's – But I'm talking about, you know, televised main pay-per-view type matches. I don't remember another time when he lost as the challenger. Yeah. Well, you're right. What I mean, I guess you know every wrestler has a role. I also don't remember Hulk Hogan losing as a challenger in the same vein. Um, uh, yeah,
0: not except maybe that WrestleMania tournament at WrestleMania four.
1: And that was a him and, and Andre that, yeah, with double, was a DQ. double DQ.
0: So yeah, I don't.
1: But that was a bad WrestleMania, except for the end. Yeah. Yeah, not not the greatest. I remember when they. That's another thing I want to talk about on another episode. I do want to save that. Um, but I I I think. I mean, there's there's nobody. I mean, Muda was so unique, so I mean, so good, so athletic, um, and like. I don't know. I mean maybe it was cuz WCW behind the scenes was in such disarray. Like I don't know that he ever fully got his good run in the United States.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean and he he did very well but I don't you're right. I don't think he reached the full potential of what he could have been. Here, I mean, he could have been on par with Sting, and again, he is right. I mean, I think he's definitely got that, um, that level of respect that, right. a, that a Sting, um, would have, but yeah, definitely he could have. There were, a, there was a few more years in his U.S. run, yeah, definitely,
1: right. I mean, I would love to have seen a Muda Intercontinental. Champion run, I think that would have been great, especially yeah. during that era where that was the yeah, working title.
0: That's right. Imagine him with Mr. Perfect. We are talking about oh, other guys that could have.
1: He savage.
0: Could have, yeah, Savage. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. He probably had a match with Savage. I may be wrong. No, because he was in the NWO. Muda was. So, mm. And Savage was, too. So, yeah, I don't know that they ever faced each other. Yeah, I didn't even think
1: about him and Savage, man. That oh, great. that would have been great.
0: Yeah, that would have been it. That would have kind of give Savage that chance to do that in the insane stuff that he does. Right, you know. Right, he would have had somebody to play off of with that. Even maybe you know, who knows what he could have done with Ultimate Warrior. You know, if you get a you get a guy that can move like that, because you think about Ultimate Warrior's best matches were Randy Savage. I don't right. think anybody. Will argue that, and it wasn't because Warrior was on another level. It was right. because Savage was so good Right. that he made those matches. So who knows what a guy like Muda would have been able to do hmm. with, with with the Ultimate Warrior?
1: That's really the test of a great wrestler: is can they have a great match with a wrestler who's not great? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Um, what else can we say about the great Muda?
0: I think that's pretty much it. There's a lot more that could be said, but I mean, go look into it. I think if you
1: go on our website and you Google, no, go on our website, search for great Muda. (laughs) You will see, um, but we have talked about him a lot. We've linked to a lot of his matches. (coughs) Um,
0: yeah, I'm a huge Muda fan. I mean, I always have been.
1: There's a great if you. I think you can still buy it on fight. He they did an interview with him at one of the Starcast. Um,
0: yeah, I always co- wish I could have met him at, at Starcast. I think there was a, <clears throat> something happened with that.
1: Well, see, he was at WrestleCade. That's he came to I mean, WrestleCade a couple I mean, of years ago, and he got here, and the the people bringing him in kind of disappeared, and oh. Tracy Myers had to come up with the money to pay him.
0: That was, So that's what it was. They didn't have the money to pay him, and then he was like, well, I'm not going to do it. Right. I he's can't blame a, him for that.
1: No, right. And um, it wasn't – I mean, Tracy was very yeah, yeah. clear, hey, this is not Muda's fault. He's, right. he's not holding us up. He just wants to get paid what he's been promised. Right, yeah, yeah. And, um, that's his
0: job. I mean, I get it. That's what he does for a living. He deserves to get paid. I don't – I never have – I don't – I see these clips of people, like, ambushing these wrestlers. And not just wrestlers, anybody in airports and wanting them to sign 15 Funko Pops so they can go sell them. And, and then, like, did you see Mysterio basically told the guy, he told them all no the other week. Uh-uh. This guy was holding, he had like a thing with like 10 of those fun Ray Mysterio yeah. Funko Pops. And he said, you're not, you're not a fan of mine <laughs> You're gonna sell those on eBay, like that's what you what you want. And I'm just, I don't have time to stand here and sign stuff all day long, so y'all can sell it on eBay. Leave these guys alone. I'll sign
1: one and I'll personalize it. Right. That's what I'm doing. And I think he
0: signed for one person, like one person, just like had a pen and a paper, and he said, "Okay, he's like, dude, I'm just a fan. I'm just, you just happened to be here." And he took it and signed it, and he told the other guys, "You need to get a life. Yeah, find something to do, man, because this." You know, ambushing these celebrities wanting them to sign stuff is ridiculous, man.
1: That's why we have changed. That's why
0: they don't want to sign anything anymore. Is because of that kind of stuff. That's why you can't have a positive interaction.
1: Well, here is the thing, too. If you are a wrestler and you know that now in the current market that signings are a part of the deal, yeah. When you now little kid, if there's a little kid there, that's different. That's different. But you know, the more autographs you sign, you're devaluing your autograph. Correct. So it's a business decision again. I've I've never seen any of these guys turn down a kid. No. Um, I don't think they would. Um, but is yes, to complete. I think I have a muda. Um, I think I have a Muda autograph I got I from High Spots. I
0: remember that. Because you it's, you you could not believe it was in there. I remember when you found it and you going, Oh man, like this yeah, is not th- supposed to be here. <laughs> Hello. Yeah.
1: I have won the lottery. Yep. Um So Man, great Muda, Terry Funk, Rick Flair, and Sting yeah. in a match together. And Brunars Bruno. Bruno Sam Martino. Yeah,
0: I love that match. Yeah. I, like, I know a lot of people don't. I love it. I think it's a great match. I mean, yeah, it's it's overdone. There's some cokey stuff in it, you know, yeah. whatever. But the match itself is really good.
1: It's a good stuff. So, anyway, we encourage you, if you are uh, uneducated about the great Muda, uh, just as Mar- uh, as Mark was coming in this morning, I was on YouTube, and there's several great – uh, fan-made documentaries that, that seem pretty good, lots of his uh, Japanese matches. And
0: if you can find it, you need to find The Origin of the Great Buddha, which is the short film where he, I don't know where he transforms. They made it for the TV over there. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Really? Oh, it's insane. The Origin yeah. of the Great Buddha. Yeah, Muda. it's like or The Birth of the Great Buddha. It's one of the two, The Birth of the Great Buddha or The Origin of the Great Buddha. Anyway, it's a short film that he stars in. Uh-huh. And he transforms into the Great Buddha and all it's yes. He like comes out of this pearl or something. I don't remember. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a bad acid trip from the <laughs> from the late eighties, early nineties.
1: Is it all in Japanese or some of it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know
0: that there's a lot of talking in it. Yeah, or just a. It, you just trust me. <laughs> you must find it and watch.
1: it. I'm going to try to find it, and uh, as many of these matches as I can, uh, we'll put those uh, links and embed those videos in our show notes because that's what we do. The Double Drop Kick <laughs> Show is about helping you find good wrestling to watch because. Life is too short to watch bad wrestling. Unless you're watching it with a friend and it makes it worth it. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: So anyway, uh, we appreciate you listening. Obviously, we send our congratulations to the great Muda on his Hall of Fame induction. And um, for the Double Dropkick Show, I'm Heath Mulliken.
0: And you're still on my nerves. And that's it this week, fans.
1: So long for now.